Hi everybody. Hope you've heard the previous episode and if you have you will know that Arjuna was ready to leave his brothers behind and go in search of divine weapons. Everyone needs weapons to fight their foes. Glad we found ours. What do you think is our weapon during these times? Yes. The vaccine, of course. Thank God we found the vaccine. Our weapon to fight the deadly virus. This was because of the intense efforts of so many scientists who worked in several research labs across the world. We owe them big time. They are true COVID warriors. But our warrior... Arjuna had no team at all, no teammates. He had to find his divine weapons on his own, all alone. From a divine place, of course, where all the gods are said to be living. The Himalayas. Arjuna reached the Himalayas and started his tapasya, the penance. He stood on one leg, living only on air, performed severe pens. When we are so determined and dedicated, even the Lord can't deny what we want. Isn't it? He will relent and blesses with his grace, but not without testing the strength of our determination. While Arjuna was in his penance, one day, a wild boar surged towards him and was about to attack. Arjuna, being alert, pulled his bow and shot an arrow at the boar. At the same time, another arrow also hit the boar. Surprised, Arjuna looked around and found a kirata, a hunter, standing with his bow. Arjuna grew wild and accused him of stealing his prey. The hunter retorted. He said it was his prey and his arrow hit the boar first. The argument led to a fierce battle between the two. Arjuna couldn't help but wonder who the hunter was because neither his arrows nor the sword did anything to the hunter. He finally decided to pray to Lord Shiva for help. And lo, all the flowers that he offered to the idol or linga of Lord Shiva were actually around the hunter's neck. What would that mean? The hunter indeed was Lord Shiva who had disguised himself to test Arjuna and his strength and also help him shed his pride. Arjuna, humbled by Lord Shiva's appearance and his grace, surrendered to him. Lord Shiva blessed Arjuna with one of the most powerful weapons, the Pashupatastra. This weapon actually turned out to be a crucial one in the Mahabharata war. Apart from this, 
he got many, many more celestial weapons like the Brahmastra, the Vajra, the Vaishnavastra, the deadly Antardhanastra of Kubera, Varunapasha, Yamadanda, Prajapati Astra, Agneyastra, and many more. With all these astras or potent missiles, Arjuna sure had become invincible. After obtaining all the divine and celestial weapons, the king of gods Indra invited Arjuna to his kingdom. You know, Indra happens to be Arjuna's divine father. Arjuna visited Indraloka and was overwhelmed by its beauty. He also managed to overwhelm one of the Apsaras with his charm. Urvashi, the most beautiful Apsara of Indraloka. She cursed Arjuna to become a eunuch. That is, neither a man nor a woman for dismissing her and not paying attention to her. But Lord Indra explained to Arjuna that this curse was actually a boon that would help him during their Agnyatavasa. The incognito line. See, you never know when our curse can actually be a boon for us. We feel depressed and dejected thinking about all the bad things that happen to us. But actually, those bad times and bad things may be doing something good to us. We just need to wait and watch. While Arjuna was away enjoying his stay at Indraloka, his brothers and his wife, Draupadi, were missing him big time. They spent many years without Arjuna feeling dejected. So, it was story time again. Yudhishthira was feeling miserable and one day a sage called Brihadashva visited them. Looking at the sulking Yudhishthira, he narrated a story of King Nala, who also had lost all his wealth and kingdom in a game of dice, just like the Pandavas. The story was about how he went through a treacherous life, leaving his wife Tamayanti and his beautiful body turning ugly. In the end, all goes well. He emerges victorious, regaining his kingdom, his wife and also his handsome body. This story of King Nala and Tamayanti helped Yudhishthira regain his confidence and look forward to better days. Then again, a sage called Lomasa was sent by Indra to take the four Pandavas and Draupadi on a pilgrimage. They all set out to visit many sacred places. Pilgrimage is generally a travel to all sacred holy places. And that's one more thing we can do to lift ourselves up when we are down and sad. Travel to different places. Well, that's not an option now. But the Pandavas did enjoy their visits to some incredible places 
and heard many mystical stories attached to them. Sage Lomasa accompanied them to all those wonderful sacred places and told them stories after stories after stories about the origin, about all the divine and eminent people who visited those places and the sacred spots. You know, most of these places were by the rivers or places with water bodies. That's why they were called Tirtha Yatra, meaning travel to sacred waters. It is during these travels that the Pandavas heard the story of sage Agastya. You're right. It's the same sage who drank up the entire ocean. Do you remember that story? If not, do listen to it again from our list of stories. As they were traveling, the Pandavas reached the hermitage of a sage called Ashtavakra. Ashtavakra means eight twists. Yes, that's what the name means. What a strange name, isn't it? He was called so because his body was twisted at eight places. Hard to even imagine. But there was a reason behind his twists. Long ago, there was a sage called Uddhalaka. He had a disciple called Kahoda. Kahoda wasn't a great student. Despite that, his guru Uddhalaka liked him because he was virtuous and a devoted student. Kahoda married his guru's daughter Sujata and soon she had a baby in her womb. The baby was so wise that he had learnt all the Vedas even while in his mother's womb. He used to hear his father recite the Vedas, but with several mistakes. Each time the father made a mistake, the baby in the womb had a twist in the body. When he came out of his mother's womb, he had eight such twists and hence he was named Ashtavakra with eight twists. Being a wise sage, Ashtavakra visited King Janaka's palace and defeated a scholar who actually was the reason for his father's death. King Janaka was so impressed with the wisdom of the sage that he accepted him as his guru. Visiting several such beautiful places, Pandavas had walked for years. It was hard for all of them to keep walking long distances. Sometimes Bhima used to carry them and also Bhima's son Ghatotkaja used to come along with his friends and fly them to places. But there was no sign of Arjuna still who had gone to get the weapons. They were missing their favourite brother. Tired of their travel, once they reached Kulinda, the kingdom of Subahu, on the Himalayas, from there to the charming forest of Narayanashrama and halted there. One day, while they were resting after a hard day's work, a beautiful flower with a fragrance so divine was blown towards Draupadi by the breeze. She was so charmed by its beauty and fragrance that she asked Bhima 
to find more flowers like them and bring it to her. She wanted to grow them near her hermitage. You know, Bhima would do anything to please Draupadi. At once, he jumped and ran towards the fragrance. He reached a garden of plantain trees at the foot of a mountain. And there he saw a huge monkey shining like the sun. The monkey was lying down, blocking his path. He tried to frighten the monkey out of his way by shooing and shouting. The monkey lazily half opened his eyes and said, I'm so weak and tired. Why did you wake me up? You look like a wise human. Why do you people always trouble us animals who like to be left alone in the forest? Who are you? Why did you come here? And which way do you want to go? You can't go further on this mountain path. It is the path of the gods. Men cannot cross this limit. There are plenty of fruits in this place. Eat what you like. And if you are wise, go back in peace. Bhima, who was never used to being spoken so lightly, grew angry and shouted, Who are you, you monkey? And how dare you question me? I am the son of the great king Pandu and Kunti, born with the divine blessings of the wind god. Now, move away from my path and allow me to move ahead, else you're inviting your own destruction. Hearing these words, the monkey merely smiled and said, I am, as you say, a monkey, and you see, I am very old. You may go ahead, pushing my tail aside. But you know that the path ahead is not safe. Bhima said, I do not want your advice, and you don't have to worry about my safety. I can handle that. Get up and move out of the way. The monkey replied, I have no strength to stand up. If you have to go at any cost, jump over me. Bhima said, I wouldn't have waited this long to jump over. I can't do that since it's not appropriate and is disrespectful. Otherwise, I would have jumped over you long back. And this mountain in no time like Hanuman crossing the ocean. The monkey pretended to be surprised and asked, Who is that Hanuman who crossed the ocean? Please tell me more about him. Bhima roared and said, Have you not heard of Hanuman, my elder brother, who crossed the ocean in one breath to find Sita? the wife of Rama. I'm like him in strength and valor. Well, 
That's enough talk. Now get up and make way. And do not provoke me to do you any harm. The monkey answered, Oh, mighty hero, be patient, be gentle, and have mercy on this old and weak soul. I have no strength to get up. If you insist on going ahead, kindly move aside my tail and make a path for yourself. Proud of his immense strength, Bhima thought to pull the monkey out of the way by its tail. But to his amazement, he could not move it even an inch. He tried his best, exerted himself, put all his strength, strained every muscle, but still could not move that tail even a little bit. Up or down or sideways. He bent down his head in shame and then asked with utmost humility, Who are you? Please reveal yourself to me. Are you a Siddha, a Gandharva or God? Bhima was humbled and gave up his pride. The monkey replied, O oh, mighty Pandava, I am none other than your brother, the one you mentioned a little earlier, and of whom you are very proud. I am that Hanuman, the son of the wind god. If you go on this path, which is the road to the spirit world, where the Yakshas and the Rakshasas reside, you will meet with danger, and that is why I stopped you. No man can go beyond this and live. But there is a stream down below where you can find the Saugandhika flowers you came looking for. Bhima was delighted. Oh, I am so fortunate and blessed that I could meet you, my brother. I wish to see the form in which... You crossed the ocean. Could you please show me that incredible form? Hanuman smiled and began to increase the size of his body and stood like a mountain in front of Bhima. Bhima was thrilled at actually seeing that divine form of his elder brother. He covered his eyes, unable to bear the stunning light radiating from that figure. After assuming his real normal size, Hanuman embraced Bhima lovingly. Bhima felt completely refreshed and became much stronger than before by the embrace of Hanuman. Hanuman asked Bhima to return to his brothers and think of him whenever there was a need. Hanuman gave his parting blessing to his brother that he would be present on the flag of the chariot of Arjuna and roar during the battle. He blessed Bhima and assured him that they would be victorious. Hanuman pointed out to Bhima the stream nearby where he could find the Saugandika flowers. Bhima at once remembered Draupadi was waiting for his return. So he quick 
quickly collected the flowers and returned to their hermitage without dinner. What happens next? Wait for the next episode. Until then, goodbye.